Here's the thing about new Cherry Vanilla Coke. Though Cherry's named first, all the flavors taste just as great. I mean, it could have just as easily been Vanilla Cherry Coke. Or it could have been Coke Cherry Vanilla. And since it's two amazing flavors of Coke, it might have been Coke Vanilla Cherry Coke or Cherry Vanilla Coke Coke. Mm, unless you're in France, which would make it Le Coke de la Vanilla de la Cherry de la Creme. New Cherry Vanilla Coke, so good together. And New Cherry Vanilla Coke Zero Sugar, same great taste, zero sugar. The Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society Podcast. Interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching The Film Review. What's going on, people? What's going on, people? Do we have a great yes. show for you yep. today? Do we have a great show? It's jam-packed. This is the Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, and Society podcast. Yep. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. I'm Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And welcome to the 93rd. And 94th episode. Let me make sure we put that up so you can see that. The 93rd and 94th episode wow. of the film review. So, without further ado, let me ask you how was your week? It was a very interesting week, um, uh, politics wise. Yeah. Yeah, as well as. God, so many people have passed away. So many. The film review. New Year. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's cold outside. Yes, it's very <laughs> cold. Very cold. Well, Say that again. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, people. So, you know, this week has been very interesting, just like my wife said. Yeah. Um, for all of those who have faith in the music, uh, recording labels, and the publishing labels... We received some disturbing news uh, this this week that Tencent, which is a Chinese tech company, mm-hmm. is going to or has already purchased ten percent mm-hmm. of the Universal Music Group catalog. Right, ten okay. percent mm-hmm. of the Universal Music Group catalog. Now, I don't know what they're going to use it in. They're a tech company. Maybe they're going to use it in video games or whatnot, whatnot. But me, myself, as an artist, mm-hmm. I really think and say, hmm. Yeah. I would really say, you know, here's a Chinese company, a tech company, taking 10% of what I do. How come we, as artists, can't get together, right. pull our money, and buy or 20% or 30% of the full catalog of Universal, right? Right. How come we can't do that? Right. And so it's it's kind of, it's really disturbing, especially when you know that there's war games going on. Yeah. Between three different countries Mm -hmm. and America is nowhere in it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, while this whole merger went on with the uh, music industry, Trump has that, you know, still has the uh, has the sanctions, not mm-hmm. sanctions, but uh, the tariffs on mm-hmm. China. Oh, yeah. 
right? And so, I mean, it's really weird that these things will be happening and people really need to think this out, right? Julian Castro mm -hmm. dropped out of the 2020 oh, yeah, sure presidential did. race, yeah. right? Now, he was the only Latino in the race. Right. And my question is, Where's all the Latinos and Latinas? Where are the Mexicans? Where are the different people who may like Mexicans who are other Latin, mm -hmm. speak more other Hispanic type people, more right. Latin people? Right. Where are the Cubans? Where are the Dominicans? Where, yeah. you know, where are they? they should, you, you're saying that they should have pushed. They should have been behind Castro. Right. Yeah. Right? Because you interviewed uh, uh, his uh, brother. Yeah, Joaquin. Right. That I was a great Joaquin. interview. Yes, it yeah. was a great interview. Yeah. And, but they, I don't know, but I, I think it was a mistake not to come in and interview. With the film review, right. the presidential candidate, like I interviewed his brother and I right. got information about who his brother was. Right. Right? Right. But we really don't know who yeah. uh, Julian Castro is other than yeah. he was the secretary in... President Obama, Secretary of something in President right. Obama's uh, cabinet, right? Which goes to show that popularity-wise, maybe Obama was just picking him to have a diverse, right. now I'm using the word diverse, right. purposely, cabinet and not a multicultural cabinet. Okay. He did to have a diverse cabinet mm -hmm. and not necessarily a multicultural cabinet because his own people don't know him. Right. Yeah. The Mexican people don't know him enough yeah. to even rally behind him. Right. So, yeah. what are the Democrats doing? But we're going to get to that, right? Yeah. We're going to get to that in our main to topic. Okay. Right. Netanyahu okay. <laughs> asked the Israeli parliament for mm -hmm. immunity, right? Mm -hmm. So, what is uh, he going to be doing? Snitching? On, on his people. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the people who were higher up who were mm -hmm. instrumental in causing dissension between mm -hmm. Israel and the Palestinians. Is he going to be snitching now? He's asking for immunity. He's going to be getting up on the stand and throwing other people under the bus. Right. That's Let's, how, how power is corrupting, right? right? We had a disturbing situation. We're glad that we were not watching this channel oh. on New Year's yeah, Steve Eve, Harvey. right? Yeah. Steve Harvey and Gronkowski, right? Right. He played for the uh, Patriots, who are now they're not going to the Super Bowl. How about that? They're not. And he's what a former Patriot. He's a right? former Patriot alignment. Something, something I didn't keep up with him because okay. I thought all that dancing around and mm -hmm. acting like he was dancing, around, I thought all that was just. Uh, cooning right. on his part. He might as well have just thrown on some blackface right. and started acting like Al Jolson. That's what I thought. So right. automatically from that, I, I was like, no, I don't like this dude because right. he's cooning. Well, it looked like your instincts um, about him were right because look at what he did to Steve Harvey. Look at what he did to Steve Harvey. For those who don't <laughs> know what he did to Steve Harvey, uh, uh, his, his co-host had rude. presented a right. bust made out of Legos. Right. And Steve Harvey had even marveled at it. You know how yeah. many brown Legos you had to find? Right. I mean, and it really looked like Steve Harvey. It was yeah, something it was that nice. he was going to be able to put on his mantelpiece right. and say, 
uh, this is something that someone right. did for me because they honored me on New Year's Eve right. going from 2019 right. to 2020. Right. And here this guy is, he gets up there right. and to picks the bust up right. and totally destroys, takes it and, and spikes How old is this man? Again, he's not a teenager. No, he's, he's not, not a, a teenager. kid. No. No, not at all. I mean, he's got to be what in his what thirties? Late thirties, probably. Yes, yes, thirties. Like yeah. that was wild. The wild, wild, wild is being uh, mild. No class. No class. No right. class whatsoever. Right. So he takes it and he spikes it, and you know, for those who are Gronkowski fans, he's used. To, he's known for spiking okay. in the end zone because sometimes he would intercept the ball right. and run it in for the touchdown or. Right sack the person, get the ball away from him and run a man for a touchdown and all that, right? So that's what he was known for. However, this is a disturbing situation because for people who are black historians and understand black iniquity and Egypt and how uh, different leaders who were European went in after right. the dynasties had ended right. and decided that they would deface yeah. and destroy right. what was obviously right. black. Chopping right? off the noses. Uh, shooting off the noses, right. uh, chiseling out the noses. Right. Even so much is now today that when they restore it, they make sure that they restore it right. lighter skin. Right. So it could possibly be the Ottoman Turks that are okay. sitting in Egypt right now who are not the original Egyptians, right? right? So um, the original Egyptians, they say, are the ones who are in Sudan today. You travel down to the Sudan, you will see the original kind Egyptians like, there. Um, what, regentrification? Regentrification. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the same thing playing on all so, throughout the world. Right? So for him, for Gronkowski to pick it up and throw it down, it was like frat boy so disrespectful. Type stuff. But then you can see the callousness and lack of caring. Right. And you can say that, hey, that's just like how they were when they were over in Egypt, just right. blowing things up because they thought they could. I mean, and to do something like that to anyone, let alone Steve Harvey, that's just like... Let's say if an athlete, right, mm -hmm. has stepped on Bob Hope's stage right. and destroyed his likeness. Right. You know, because Steve Harvey is a legend, well-respected. Well-respected. He's been in the game for years. For years. And um, to do something like that to him was totally disrespectful. Totally And then this man is, what, 30-something years old, damn near 40? Years. Yeah, damn near 40. He's he's going Gosh. into what you could call has been, my opinion, has been status. Clearly, right? Right. and so he's um, he's worried about being a has been. Okay, well, right, that didn't help because it made him look like a a, a, a loser. A loser, right? No class. No class, right? Right. So that leads us yeah. into our one of our topics for tonight but our main yeah. intro into this show today which is um why trump okay. will be re-elected the 45th president of the united states right okay. now this pains us to have to say this right because i, I could tell you I, I i've known some people who are black who have voted okay. republican in their time i have never okay. Voted Republican ever. Right. 
ever in my life, ever. And some of the people who talk some of the most pro-black <laughs> stuff will be, um, will sit up and act like they are down for uh, the cause, right? But we, we're going to break Vice versa, right? Some of the people who are uh, so-called liberals, right? Right. Are um, sit back and watch so many atrocities happen to people of other races, and they sit back and say nothing. But yet, you know, they claim they love animals so much, like with Mike Vick, right? Mm-hmm. So they just like they they still won't forgive him. You they still won't forgive him, right? And um, it's funny because I was watching um, what Wendy Williams maybe two weeks ago, and Wendy had a panel. Mm-hmm. And the Jesse Smollett uh, topic came up, and I can't remember the woman's name because you know Wendy she'll have like different um, like maybe People come on. yeah reporters or journalists, and I can't remember this woman's name because she doesn't she's not on there often. Mm-hmm. But uh, so she didn't want to forgive it. You know, they was talking about it's the time to forgive Jesse Smollett, and the black guy that was on the panel said, "Hey, yes, time to move on. Time to move on, right." And so the, I think the Caucasian woman, I can't think of her name, and she said no to forgiving Jesse Smollett, right? But then the topic came up with, uh, I think her name is Camilla Caballo. She she um, used to be in that group, I think, with Fifth Dimension. Okay, and she made a lot of racial, uh, racist tweets against Asians, Blacks, uh, just rude, nasty comments, right, about Asian and Black people, okay? So, uh, this woman, the same woman who didn't want to forgive Jesse Smullen, wanted to forgive Camilla, uh, Camilla's racist tweets. Mm-hmm. So, I just found that interesting. I'm going to say what's up to Shanine. She said, Klanskowski hey, needs to be arrested. <laughs> she said That's what she said. She called him Klanskowski. <laughs> needs to be arrested, right? So, look, people. This brings us to a topic because Donald Trump why he's going to be re-elected 45th president of the United States of America. On January 1st, 2019, we discussed this. This was a whole year ago. And that came up on the uh, social media page, right? right? And I reposted it because a year ago in 2019, we discussed why he would be re-elected. And this this hurts us, you know, to have to say this, but this is fact and we're going to uh, go back and right. look at and talk about what we said. Well, we're not going to go back and talk about I mean, what we said. We're just going to expand upon what right. we said because it has gotten worse. Right. And the, and we're in 2020 now, right. which is the year of election right. for the president to uh, be sworn in in January 21, were, 2021. Were people really, really surprised? Because think about it. Like, when Donald Trump was running for office, right? How many people did we see wearing those hats in the stores? Mm-hmm. A lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. People had his uh, the Donald Trump. Uh, what are those like the little things on on the line? Yeah, the line line placards. Yeah. Right. They had it on their bumper stickers. Right. Right. Uh, so it, it wasn't surprising, and so. You know, people, you know, they go on television and when they're polled, they'll say one thing, right? They'll say one thing. Because we worked on the campaign before and made phone calls and they tell you what you want to hear or they think you want to hear on the phone, 
right? right? Mm -hmm. But when they go behind that booth when it's time to vote, they vote another way. So you know, you you can't believe the, the pollsters and you know, you, you can't. People are so hypocritical. Yeah, yeah, you can't believe what they say because. Yeah. They're going to tell you one thing, but right. then they're going to go out else. and do something totally different. Right. So, right. Uh, what can you say? What right. can you do? But right. move forward. Right. So, people, look. There was the snit on the wall, mm -hmm. but now we have undoubtedly. Last time in 2019, it was just throwing snit on the wall okay. and seeing what would stick. But now in 2020, mm -hmm. we have undoubted troops here right. right now that are the reasons why right. Trump is going to be reelected in 2020 to be sworn in as the 25th president getting a, a 45th president getting a second term in uh, being sworn in January 21 right. 21 right? right so we're gonna go through this this isn't like one of our lists like what we talk about where right. it goes five to one right. I'm just going through and just basically pushing all of the reasons why right. he's going to be reelected right right so number one okay. on the list as okay. I do some population here okay Real quick, as we go through, real okay. quick, real quick, real quick. So number one okay. on the list mm -hmm. is the Dems don't have a good candidate. Okay. Biden, okay. Bernie, okay. the Vol Patrick is going to be stepping up, okay. and then Bloomberg. Right. I will give Bloomberg credit; okay. he has a lot of money. That Christmas ad where they had the little Christmas music going <laughs> and it was the front of the White House and okay. he was like, uh, last time uh, it was poor vision, but this time it's 2020. And that was that was clever. Okay. That was good. And it had the jingle bells in it well, and the snow falling in front of the White House. That was clever. However, Bloomberg has okay. been apologizing too much for what he's done. He okay. wants it too much. If it's anything that Trump has taught us Okay. And this time is, you don't apologize for doing what you thought at the time right. was right. Right. You don't apologize for that. You say, this is the way it is. Take it or leave it. Criticize it. But this is the way it is. Yeah, but when, you, when you're doing something because it's right, mm -hmm. you stand behind it. Mm, but when true. you do something based on... Saying, uh, what was what was it? The frisk? your political, yeah, uh, stop and frisk, stop and frisk. What you so thought would be good when for your you political. choose to do something, in my opinion, based on a prejudice view that you may have mm -hmm. regarding the group of people. Mm -hmm. Hey, I mean, and you expect those people to vote for you? That's a joke. Like seriously? Right. So he, he he's apologizing and saying that that, that puts him out. Right. Um, the Vol Patrick, like we we talked about before, Charlemagne on the Breakfast Club ate him and spit him out. Yeah. He he's not ready. Yeah. Uh, Bernie, he was good last time, but he won't talk about reparations at all. And what okay. he did say about reparations was no one would go for that. That okay. was his last time running. 
So we know what he thinks this time, okay. right? And then we have Joe Biden. Wait a minute before you move on. I'm okay. a little confused. Okay. Um, isn't isn't Bernie Sanders? Uh, is he isn't he Jewish? I thought. Yes. And didn't Jewish people receive reparations? They sure did. But he doesn't feel um, foundational Black Americans should receive reparations. Or he feels that the people wouldn't know how to go about doing it. Okay. Well, who, what's the next candidate? Next. I mean, the next, the next one, <laughs> the next one is good old Joe. I mean, all these people. Well, Joe Biden. Old. Joe okay. Biden. Now, Joe Biden, to me, just watching Wasn't him on. Was he part of the three strikes? Yeah, he was. But Joe Biden just okay, looking next. at no. <laughs> looking at Joe Biden. Okay. He can't talk his way okay. out of a paper bag. Plus, they have him on that on his son's on that on that stuff he was doing with his son. They got him dead to rights on that. I mean, mm-hmm. like like they kept pushing it in right. the cycle to where the media has finally picked it up. Okay. You know, the talking head media uh, finally picked it up. Right. Okay. It's like. They got him dead to rights to that. And how do you answer that? Here are people who are right. struggling right. to to get ends meet. And then you put a guy in. Okay. You put your son into place right. through your connection. Through your connection. And through your power as vice president, right? right. Or you put title. him you put him in okay. a position that he is not qualified. Is this the same son that was accused of the the drug yeah being being a being a toka yeah okay that's the he same was one accused for using a crack I believe that's right yeah the toka and this is the one that he uh, gave the position that's right and he got no 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 he didn't give it he got them to oh okay. give him he the used position. his power as vice president to get his son okay right okay so here we are we're sitting here looking at this. And they got they have him dead to rights on that, and even the media had to pick it up and say that this smells right. to high heaven, right? Okay, so yeah. the, <laughs> the candidates ahead. aren't looking good. Who's next? <laughs> they, that's it, because they say Elizabeth <laughs> Warren is okay. pretty much at the end of her situation. She's losing in the polls, so okay. there's really nothing going on with her. Okay, so it just seems like the American people across the board. Are not happy with any of the candidates. With any of the candidates on the Democrat side, right? Right. And America is a melting pot, right? So it looks like all people, you know, American people, whether they're uh, black or Asian or Latinos, just seems like none of them like any of the candidates. Well, Andrew Yang is still standing, right? Mm -hmm. They say he's doing well. Yeah, he's doing well, but look. There are certain unknowns about going with Andrew Yang. Okay. I left him out of there. Is Cory Booker running still? Yeah, but Cory Booker is on his end. Like a, we, we we were talking about getting him interviewed, and okay. you know the questions. My questions, I don't believe, are tough. Right. But they are balanced and fair questions right. for that are based on the black right 
experience right. and wanting answers from someone who would be representing the black right. experience as a person running for president. So he's out, but with Yang, okay. I mean, what he speaks on sounds good, but then okay. when he was on the Breakfast Club again, okay. it was, was Charlemagne. It was Charlemagne and okay. Indy okay. who had him on on his bicycle trying to figure out to try to get through the maze on the unicycle. Okay. Because okay. it was certain things he would go back, he would change right. the subject, but Charlemagne and Envy would bring him back. Okay. And and so the questions were never really answered. Okay. To what he would do. Everything that okay. these candidates talk about is for everybody. Everybody. Right. Except for when you get to LGBTQ I R okay. A through Z rights. Okay. Or you get to, uh, yeah, when you get to that, then all of a sudden it's simple. Or when you get to illegal okay. immigration, okay. then it's only for two sets of people. Okay. Because everyone else okay. won't profit from that. Right. Right? It won't gain anything from that. It's going to be a okay. loss, but we're going to get to that. Number two okay. on why Donald J. Trump is okay. going to be reelected, 45th president to have a second term. Okay. Republicans are getting everything they ever, so he's ever keeping, wanted. He's keeping his promises to his base. He's keeping the promises to the base. Right. Right? right. It's like uh, they're getting right. everything. Right. Uh, Shanine said, throw the whole government out. I had a guy tell me he didn't like Trump but was voting Republican anyways. You see that? That's the du the dichotomy of it all is he doesn't like Donald Trump but he's got to like something about Donald Trump to be for voting for Republicans right. right so pickings are slim pickings are slim number three the Democrat party okay. is a weak party it doesn't know what it stands for the Democrat Party does not know what it stands for. So it, it teeter-totters. It's it, like their message is all over the place. The message is all over the place. They're talking about that the working class okay. person, they're still talking about uh, uh, Steady Joe and the lunch pail. The oh, lunch how pill. many years has that been since that the Joe Biden was at a lunch pill? I mean, but, but the 1950s. I don't think we were even born. That's the 1950s. As it got into the 60s, the working class changed because right. it moved from out of factories as it came into the 70s and 80s right. and moved more into service industry. Okay. So most of the people who are working the service industry jobs right. are black women okay. and black men, okay. right? And so they're working these service industry jobs, so right. you are not talking to the same people. Right. Those generations are older and okay. they are passing on. How many right. people do we hear about passing on this week? The guy who son, yeah. I'm just a bill. Yeah. Yes, I'm only a yeah. bill, right? right. He passed in conjunction, junction, what's your function on right. school? He passed on. He was 88. Those, wow. those people who had the lunch pills they are passing on. We're talking about a service industry in the hotels. Right. We're talking about uh, because there's not much infrastructure. Women, I mean, there's not much infrastructure going on. Right. And we're talking about fast food. Right. And retail. Well, that's just like well, whenever 
on a breakfast club, any of the candidates, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Envy or um, Charlemagne would address the issues as you know, as far as asking them, well, what is your agenda for the uh, African American community or the foundational Black American community? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And nobody had an answer. Right. No one has answered. I mean, you know, they skipped and danced around it, but I don't understand how you would go on a breakfast club and talk to these people and not even have an agenda for their community is just like you said crazy. It exactly, you said it. You said it exactly right. They said we're gonna go on here and crazy. talk to these people, and we're gonna talk about all boats rise together with the tide rising, crazy. and no. Right? right. Number four, black under unemployment is okay. down. Okay. Went down once right. uh, Trump started clamping down on illegal immigration. Right. Which the Dems support right. illegal immigration. Right. Which harms black people's work opportunity. So, Barbara Jordan okay. in the Jordan report okay. told us back in the 90s mm -hmm. that immigration period was a problem for black people and it should okay. be streamed down and, and toned down okay. until black people were able to go in okay. and get their rightful places. Okay. Right. So is that one of the reasons why Trump might get in again? Because unemployment is down now for uh, Latinos as well as Black Americans. Because I know of many Latinos who are voting for Trump. So that's what makes every this election kind of. I mean, yeah, but, for but that's, that's the whole point about not about. Uh, uh, Joaquin, I mean, excuse me, uh, Julian, Ca Julian, 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 yeah. Julian Castro, right. uh, not being able to get any traction because it's one thing we talked about it last week on right. last week's show, just in passing, of talking about the studios and filming right. and being on sets and things. Mm -hmm. And what I, what, we're in Las Vegas, and the the Mexicans don't like each other. They got this light skin, dark skin thing going on. They, they, they got some who wanted their people to only know English mm -hmm. and so there's a whole class thing going on and a race thing because of color of yeah. skin and and, and and you know they talk about crabs and bucket we talked about this last week go back and listen to last week's show after this because we broke it really down for you with uh, our guest last week but they don't like each other and that is the perfect example Castro was not known by his people. Okay. Uh, Joaquin Castro told me that he grew up in a bubble. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't really see the racism until okay. after he came from out the bubble and, so, and okay. went off to college. Okay. So they have they have a cocoon and a bubble. Right. But it's something going on there, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is what it is. So the Dems support immigration so much that they are at the border when when Trump kept them from coming across the border. Right. The people coming from the uh, uh, the, the countries okay. and uh, like uh, not Peru but over there in South America coming okay. across into Mexico to cross over the border. Okay. He told them stay there and then they support that so much that they mm -hmm. would 
push for these illegals to come over into the country instead of going through the naturalization, Process. which takes a couple of few years to do. So is that it to me? It feels like that is definitely the disconnection with the Democrats because when people see Trump, they see him as Trump is constantly saying he's what pro-American, right? And so, but when you listen to the Democrats, people are hearing Democrats say they're more so for people who are not Americans, who um, are not Americans yet, right? So right. They're, they're, they're pro focusing on the immigrants and they're not pro their constituents in their community, right? right? So I think that that's the disconnect. So that makes all of the, the Americans feel like, okay, well, what the heck is going on with politics where all you politicians are not even looking out for the people in your community because there are a huge homeless community, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, people, children, you know, as well, you know, who are hungry. Right, so there's a so many issues in this country that the Democrats aren't focusing on, and they're looking outside of the country, focusing on immigrants who are not really they're not Americans yet. They haven't even went through the process yet. They haven't even gone through the paces right. to be so an American. It's, it's kind of weird with the Democrats. It's really doing. weird. It's really weird. So that's what opens up the door for Trump to win. And, and it's, it appears that they're bringing them over to be a new workforce to replace but the not, workforce that should be here. Exactly. So that makes the, 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 the white Americans that are here, the black Americans that are here, the Latino Americans, the Asian Americans that are all here and that work hard every day and they're struggling, right? And they feel like the only person that's listening to them is Trump because the Democrats are focusing on immigrants who are not Americans yet and focus on bringing them into the country and not focusing on their constituents who put them in office. And even Biden said on the campaign trail that immigrants, the immigrants are the wave of the future, so get used to it. That's the way it is. So for Biden to say that, then he's totally disrespecting the whole group, groups of the people. Group of people who are here, right? So it's just like instead of figuring out something for everyone, right? And working a plan that, that's better all across the board and working on a, a, a immigration program to bring people in the country legally. Like why wouldn't the Democrats want to like what's going on on that show? Uh, what is it? The uh, Housewives of New Jersey, mm -hmm. right? Uh, one of the ladies on the show, Teresa, her husband was deported, right? Oh, wow. So he was he, her husband came here as a little boy, mm -hmm. but they the didn't. Parents his, never naturalized. His parents them. never naturalized, all right? So why aren't the Democrats focusing on naturalizing the people who have been here for years, right? Instead of bringing over. I don't. I mean, it's just like I don't understand. But again, it, once Trump started cutting down and clamping down on the illegal immigration, right. And then when people were being deported from those factories, who took over those factory jobs? Black people, un black 
Right. Employment, black unemployment is down. So that makes you look at that right. party that we have traditionally been right. uh, loyal to and say, hey. What have they done come, for you lately? And what have they done for us late, lately? Because <laughs> when there is job opportunities, right. then crime goes down right. because there are job opportunities. So right. these are just facts, people. Right. These are facts. When you look at it, right. that's the way it so is. So just like all around the board, it's kind of twisted to me. Like, it's just like, okay, so why didn't the Democrats, right, help this woman, um, Teresa, on the show, who her husband, of all intents and purposes, is American. He paid taxes, right? right? So why aren't the Democrats helping the uh, people here in this country as well? Why are they focusing on the people in this country first? Right. Instead of uh, uh, so, working with somebody else who are not American citizens. Right. Number five. Right. The media is on uh, is in on Trump's win. The okay. media is in on Trump's win. And right. what do we mean by that? They focus on him. They triple down on the right. ridicule. Right. Reporting on Trump with laughing, talking heads. Right. Like when you turn on when you turn right. on uh, Fox, right. they're sitting there and they are serious. They are right. not laughing. They right. are putting across and they come fair and balanced because even though the the opposing party right. or the opposing person gets on there and gets hammered, right. their their viewpoint gets out there right. on places like with the talking heads. Right. They sit up there and they just laugh and talk and they have right. people that come on like an echo chamber and they keep talking the yeah. same things yeah. and then they start believing the same things. Well, Trump is going psychotic because right. of what's happening. Trump is, uh, uh, seems like he's unstable. Trump seems sick. Did you hear what he said at the last thing? Ha, ha, ha. He, he, he. But guess what? The people behind him and in the audience were clapping. The people who are his base were clapping. And then more people were looking at it like everything that they say and have said is wrong. We said this way back after he was elected the first time, right? That going about it and talking about him and laughing at him right. and talking about grabbing this and he's immoral. Right. That's not going to work. The media, I believe, they are manip- manipulating the public because like right now, like before our show started, mm-hmm. <laughs> was, I believe it was a CNN has a two-part special tonight about Trump, right? And then I've seen MSNBC do that too. So they dedicate so much time to Trump, right? And actually, they don't even cover the news. I mean, I, hell, Fox c- covers everything, right? And you have to switch over because you're like, I'm getting tired of hearing nothing but right. 365. When you turn on, like, like we weren't Fox watchers, and right. we're still not. Right. But we say, God, man, this these channels. So you flick through the CNN, channel, what else? And then on? you get there, and, and then there's Fox with a human interest story, story. right? <laughs> you know, and you're like, so, wait a minute. And then they come with a couple of more stories. Then they talk about that has Trump. Then to they do have Trump. guests. Right. Then they bring a, another human interest story stuff. And, and then they talk right. about what's going on around the world. Around the world, like old news. Like old, the old news. <laughs> the way the news like used I said, Rachel ago. used to be so educational. Right. She would teach you something. All it is now is a steady diet of Trump, and it is not working. Right. 
All right? All right. Number six, which we spoke on, alluded to a little earlier. Yeah. The Dems are relying on the Latinos and Latinos to, Latinas okay. to vote Democrat. Right. But Latins, especially Cubans, yeah. vote Republican. Right. They haven't been in the trenches long right. enough. But they do see who is on the winning side. Right. Plus, they might have to do something. Cuba might have to do something with Carter and okay. Carter, Leno, you know, and all this stuff. Go back and research that, you know. Okay. But they traditionally vote Republican. Yeah. They're not voting. There was yeah. Democrats are coming over here to make them a ready-made workforce. Yeah. To replace a black workforce, right. in my opinion. Yeah. And. The people who they're bringing over here are not right. voting for them, and then they're basically shunning and trying to turn right. out and turn away from the people who traditionally vote 98, right. 99% Democrat. Right. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Number I seven. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah, I think it has too. Okay. Number seven. Okay. Trump has continued to meet with the pastors. Okay. You know, the black pastors that everybody made fun of in the right. beginning. Uh, but due to the seemingly, uh, due to them seemingly not being able to deliver votes, he doesn't have to or want to do for a constituency that doesn't want to come to the table. That's why uh, Omarosa was kicked out because she couldn't deliver. She couldn't deliver. So she you're supposed to be the black liaison, right. but you can't deliver anything but the preacher. So right. you know, we went we went online, right? right? We went online and brought down the ten point plan because we had to read it because you know the preachers had said that Trump had a right. ten point plan. And some of this has been implemented right. uh the the stuff about the uh the uh, historically black colleges, the HBCUs, wow. a lot of that has been implemented and he has been giving money to the HBCUs. And right? then we learned about this from watching T. West on Afro Synergy. That's right. Right. And then he had the, uh, he had it up and he discussed the black, pa the black pastors. Right. You know, in their plan. Mm -hmm. And, um, but so, so people were ridiculing at the time, right? Right. right. So, um, one thing about this plan, though, is the number is number one on here. There's some concerning things on here, right. and this this is where I think um, great education through school right. choice. We okay. will allow every disadvantaged child in America right. to attend the public, private, charter, magnet, religious, or home school right. of their choice. The key word, the key phrase there is every disadvantaged child, but this is supposed to be the 10 point plan for African Americans, but we're talking about every disadvantaged child. Okay. That's that's trickery in the words there because every disadvantaged child, okay. every disadvantaged black child, okay. put black in there, okay. other than that you're saying every disadvantaged child right. of whatever race okay. that they are. So there, there's some um, things in here. Um, okay. We will also ensure funding for historic black colleges they and universities. That. That was they done. did that. Okay. More affordable two and four year college and okay. support for trade and vocational education. Now that is very good because everyone is not ready, but you know, 
trade and vocational, mostly they're going to teach you what you forgot right. by having an emphasis on college. They're going to train you on what you forgot because you actually built this boy. And so, you know, the infrastructure needs right. people who are in the trades right. to build it, right? Right. 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 Uh, Bricklayers. Yeah. Uh, Plumbers. Plumbers. Uh, uh, carpenters. Right. 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 Uh, you know, Painters. surveyors. Right. Right. So, right. I mean, it needs all these things that we already knew how to do. Right. And built this boy, mm -hmm. you know, and so it'll come back. So, let me see what else. This, so, the one thing about every disadvantaged child, that was concerning. See, when we talk these things, you have to be able to bring and be able to read. We have to read what they were saying. They were ridiculing the preachers, but they seemed to have come with something else. You know, they had a plan. Yeah, they had a plan. What was right. our plan to, to, what was the plan of the people who were talking anti-Trump, just not to talk to him? We're coming up on a time where this man will be reelected. Right. And you mean to tell me that people are not are not working to speak to him because once he gets reelected, he doesn't have to talk to you at all. Right. I mean, it's really ridiculous. Politics <laughs> is about talking and right. coming to an understanding, right. which is sometimes called compromise without being compromised. For the democratic poli the uh, yeah, the democratic politicians mm -hmm. who say that they respect and they follow Martin Luther King not too good in following his ways because Martin Luther King spoke sat down with both Republicans and Democrats. Well, sure. Uh, uh, Martin Luther King was a, was a Republican. Right. So, People switched over to the Democrat Party after uh, uh, after Nixon was practicing benign neglect, which right. he would later pra really practice once right. he became president. But he practiced benign neglect right. and Kennedy was willing to pick up the phone and right. pull the necessary levers right. to get King free and right. once they said that he did that for right. King then everyone switched over right. so we may be looking at a new switch over that's coming right okay safety is civil rights this is number right. two right safe communities that's what they say so this is what they've been talking about as right. far as Chicago but it says in here remove the gang members drug dealers and criminal cartels from our neighborhoods the reduction of crime is not merely a goal, but a necessity. So, I mean, go ahead. On MSNBC, they show, well, you know, like the end of the year wrap up, and they showed the different cities. Um, they said that the crime rate, they said, went down in, in uh, a lot of cities. They said it went down also a little in, uh, in Chicago. Right. Because there are more job opportunities because. Illegal immigration is automatically it's a cause okay. and effect. Right. right? I mean, so this is just what it is. So we're just okay. putting the facts so out. So when people here. are working, they don't have time to commit crimes. Because, because they're not committing crimes to to put food on the table and to pay their No, they're committing crimes to put No, but I'm saying is when they have a job and they're working, right. they don't need to commit crimes. To right. put food on the table because they're working and they're putting, you know, and the money is, and the job is bringing in uh, money for. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So with jobs, of course, the crime is going to go down. People commit crimes to for money and things that right. they need for their families. Mm -hmm. But if they have a job, there's no need 
There's no need to commit crime, right? People be thinking, people think that people are kingpins and, and, and all that. All that is, is, is more Damn. 1930. That's movies. <laughs> right. What people do it for. We saw the movie with James Cagney. Okay, The Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties, which right. were coming into again, people remember. That movie was real. He was at the top and then he just fell he, he flat fell on down. his face. Right? He came back from the military, World right. War One, and then he uh, didn't have any, there were no job opportunities. Right. But uh, prohibition went into effect, right? Just like there's prohibition on weed right now. Just like what there were no job opportunities, for, and he went into and went crime. into that and went into crime. What well, right. was crime? But as, but as it developed, it, it got it was cool at first, but right. then other rival people want to come right. in and take what's yours, right. and then it turns into the more of the turns into more of a gangster element because everyone doesn't. Everyone doesn't have the wherewithal right. to have their thing popping, so they want to take what your thing is, right? So that's what that is, and so that's what that this story, the Roaring Twenties, tells, right. right? We got a phone call. Let's see who this is, real quick. Yeah. What's going on? You're on the line. Who are we speaking with? What's going on, y'all? Who's this? This the Bianchi, hey, what's Hello. going on? How you doing? Long time no here. Hey, let me ask you something. Did you look up the ITN, I-T-I-N? Uh, it's an article called The American Dream, How Undocumented Immigrants Buy Homes in U.S. That's the article. Okay. I want y'all to read it. Write that down now. I'm writing it down. This way you understand what's Say it one more time. Understand about these? It's called the American Dream. Uh huh. How undocumented, undocumented immigrants buy homes in U.S. Now you know undocumented immigrants is a sanitized word for illegals. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And read that article. You see that they use what's called the I ten number. I T I N is is the Number that the IRS give mm-hmm. uh, immigrants who can't get social security cards. Okay. That way they can keep up with their income, okay. even though they're not supposed to be working anyway. Okay. But once they get an I ten number, they can go to a bank, and the artist is going to talk about Citibank, mm-hmm. and get home mortgages. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about no one, two, or three dozen. We talking about billions of dollars. Now, any either one of y'all ever buy a house? No, no, we don't want a house. We don't want a house. Yeah. No, I'm anti house. Okay, yeah. You husband and wife? Yeah. You Oh, okay. And they get driver's licenses. Mm-hmm. 
Now, black should be, like you were saying, black should be all up in arms over this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, because I hear blacks complain about they can't get a house, but they can right. get a brand new car. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you got illegals that's getting home mortgages. And they also give them a credit card. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Read that article and y'all understand what I'm saying. Okay. And I agree what you said about Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a good president. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump is doing exactly what he said he was going to do at his town hall meeting. Right. And uh, people don't take advantage of him. And you know you talk about the education. If not, you can give historical black colleges all the money you want. You know what the problem is with them? Mm -hmm. The kids that's coming into these colleges can't carry the load right. because of the ratchet education system that they come from. Right. And that's why Donald Trump said that he is pro-school choice. Mm -hmm. Because that way, when you do have some parents mm -hmm. who own their game, they can take their child out of those environments where they're not learning. Mm -hmm. And that would help increase the numbers of blacks in these high-paying professions. You know, it's funny, it's funny, that you, no, it's funny that you say that mm -hmm. because uh, our, our friend who passed on now, uh, Franklin G., he came from out of the New York school system. And the New York school system looks mm -hmm. for the best and the brightest and they move them into different schools according to their aptitude level okay. through their testing. Okay. So the New York school system is not the same as the rest of the United States. Wow. They go by, they place what? them in, they place them into private schools, into charter schools, and, and into um, higher learning, uh, uh, um, middle school and higher learning, and then college. Mm -hmm. aptitude schools according to their ability mm -hmm. to take tests and pass these tests. So this is the model that should be put across the whole United States. Some people go into trade schools. Others go into college prep schools. Right. And so th that's what we should be looking for through the testing. You know who responsibility it is, though, don't you? That's not the federal government's responsibility. That's the parents. No, no, absolutely. School district responsibility. Yeah, I always remember that. Federal government may help if you ask it to, mm -hmm. but that's not their responsibility. The responsibility is with the parents. Mm -hmm. Do y'all have children? No, we didn't want children. <laughs> we knew this time was coming. No, we have sons and nieces and nephews. nephews. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let me tell you what you want to do. I'm gonna get off my subject here. Take your nieces and nephews. I don't know what grade. Give me one grade that one then. Uh, Eleven. Eleventh grade. Yep. That's a little late. <laughs> but it's not too late. You got any in the earlier grade? Oh yeah. Nephew. You got one yeah. in the fifth grade. Kindergarten. All right. That's what okay. you want to do. Okay. But kindergarten a little early. But if you got one in the fifth grade okay. or fourth, you want to take that child to and have them independently mm -hmm. evaluated to see if they're actually doing the work that their school is saying they're doing. And you got companies like Sylvan. Mm -hmm. I know y'all heard of that one. Yes. They didn't do that, you know, for a nominal fee. They would test that child and see if their child's actually doing fifth grade work. 
if the child ain't doing fifth grade work, mm-hmm. then you're responsible to make it, you know, put it where she, he or she's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But you also can go to the school district and tell them, show them that paperwork, say, you need to pay for this. Because right. so you're saying that this, my child is doing fifth grade work and they actually doing third grade work. Right. You know that 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 is so true. That that is true. I'm just putting in this caveat here. That, yeah. that is so true because my mother took me early on to get tested as far as aptitude was concerned, and she was able to take those grades and get me into what was what once what was once called major work, which was during what was called junior high. Now it would be called middle school now, but it was junior high. And then from there, she was able to take my major work scores to a parochial school. And I didn't have to take the test because they looked at my grades and my testing from major work, which we were ahead. We were like doing 10th grade level work. And when I went into the ninth grade, I was going to the ninth grade, but we were actually doing 10th grade work. In ninth grade work in the eighth grade, and when I got to ninth grade, I found myself in the same science and history book that I was in in major work starting off. But I was able to get into that school mm-hmm. without testing, and my mother was big on education and making sure that I got to where I was myself and my sibling. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was I had the test scores, and she got me. And so what you're saying, I know that to be true. Yeah. And another thing. Put your stereotyp your nieces and nephews, take one, you don't have to take all of them, but you could steer them into the high paying professions. Right. Yeah. Don't let them decide. Yeah. Because they are looking at all these different things uh, that's influencing them and they would go for the low paying they the easy stuff. Yeah. And just like you bring kids out for a football combine to see who can run the fastest, throw the furthest and hit the hardest. You do the same thing with a child. You can evaluate that child and see what area of industry was, mechanical, liberal arts, or whatever, that they would be more apt to do well in. And you compare that to what's in demand. And you direct them into those areas. Let me give you an example. Blacks make up 11 to 13% of the population. Asians only make up five point six percent of the population. Okay, when it comes down to high paying fields like pharmaceutical science, mm-hmm. blacks you only have seven mm-hmm. percent of the pharmaceutical scientists in this country are black who make up eleven to thirteen percent mm-hmm. of the population. That's about twenty two thousand. It should be by 47,000. But Asians who only make up 5.6% of the population have 20.2% of the pharmacist's job are anywhere from 64 to 69,000 that's working in there. That's a big, big difference. Yeah. And the average pay is well over 100,000, dollars that needs to change. And the only way that you can change that is that you gotta start directing your kids into these hard subjects and support them along the way. Hey, a child should be doing 100 math problems every night. And then in the first grade, 100, 1.1 is two, two point plus two is three, and stuff like 100 problems as they go along throughout their 
educational period. And by the time they get to the ninth grade, they will be smart as a whip. Yeah. In math. Yeah. Absolutely. That's true. That's so, true. Uh, yeah. And you know, another thing Trump said, he said these immigrants this year that's working in these professions mm-hmm. where you can't find Americans, mm-hmm. you want to train Americans first by, are uh, you trying to do it by making school choice? Mm-hmm. And when you have America, when, when they visa, if you're ready to expire, you got to go home. Mm-hmm. And a job is going to be there for an American. Black kids need to get ready for these things. Yeah. And, and and when they do have the education, like I talk about the National Society of Black Engineers mm-hmm. at their conventions, mm-hmm. 2017, 2018, 2019, last one was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lockheed Martin hired 400 young STEM graduates right off the, the convention floor there in nice. Detroit. There's 50,000 up there. Wow. They hired 400 plus the thousands of others that was being hired mm-hmm. by other corporations. Mm-hmm. Two years before that, ma'am, yeah. Northwood Grumman hired 400 two years in a row. Wow. Those are defense contractors. Mm-hmm. Boeing are hired. Boeing has hired the engineers, mechanical engineers, the industrial engineers. Mm-hmm. So those are jobs, good jobs. You saw an off sixty, seventy, uh, eighty thousand dollars in some of those professions. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. just wanted to put that up. Trump is doing a good job. And you know, here's another thing too. <laughs> when people get up into those type of income brackets, guess what? Mm-hmm. Their whole interests change. Yeah. And they won't be voting for these democratic policies. That that right there. Democrats want to tax the. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Democrats want to tax the hell out of you. They want you to get involved in stuff that you don't need to get involved in, like Mm -hmm. the uh, Obamacare and the mandate. Courts came out and said that mandate was illegal, unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you make your own money, you can buy your own insurance. And in the black community, blacks got to draw a line. Because you have some blacks in the black community amongst you that actually prey on you. They'll kill you. And you know that. I mean, let's be true. We know that. It ain't saying we hate folks. It's not saying you don't care about your nephews and nieces. But what I'm telling you, you got some in amongst us that will stab us as soon as we can. They break in your house, they carjack you, and all that other stuff. They make it terrible for your kids to, to even walk the streets. Your, your uh, grandmother and grandfather can't come out after dinner and walk around the block and for exercise. All depends so on all the, it all depends on the the neighborhood that you live in. You know. The neighborhood that my people that? I mean the, it depends on the neighborhood that you live in because we could walk the block and walk to the store. It all depends on what neighborhood that your people put you in through their hard work and dedication as first themselves, then as parents coming together, being married and then that. So it all depends on what that is. Right. So, but so we can agree that 
all people, we can say all, it's only one race, it's the human race, but they broke it up into five. So all people within those races, if they are, if their parents haven't set them up by first setting themselves up into a nice environment, any of those groups of people can have that happening to them. Can we agree on that? I, I agree with you, but we have to identify and say, look, uh, we not against a such and such and such and such, but you can't be doing such and such in our neighborhood when they don't have the means to sustain where they're being put at. You know, you put things in place to help people to elevate themselves and make themselves better. But hey, I can't live in Maxine Waters' neighborhood where she got a $4 million house. Yeah. Right. You can't take somebody and move in a community where you can't have your cars jacked up on blocks sitting out in front of the house in the street. I mean, it's things like that. But anyway, you got to continue on. And you know, one of the benefits of being married, you get to file. Married, filing jointly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first $24,000 of your income is tax exempt. Thanks to Trump. <laughs> All right, so we gonna thank you for calling up, man. It's always a pleasure to hear from you, and you know, keep on. Yeah, I hope y'all have a beautiful marriage, man. Thank Every you. time you leave out the house, y'all hug each other. You oh. hear me? Yeah, we do that. Yeah, How about that? Hug each other. <laughs> yeah. All right. We appreciate you. you. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk thank to you later. You have a happy New Year. All right, people. So look. You see, you see, when we have great people calling in and talking, yeah. look, all of a sudden, something's up here. There's, there's a picture there. You're taking pictures. <laughs> all right, people. So, number three on this list that was put together on this 10-point uh, plan for African Americans put together by Trump and the pastors that people were talking about is okay. one, number three, is equal justice under the law. Okay. And then within it, I underline some things so we can move through it faster. You can download this. This is on the internet. All you have to do is search the 10-point plan for African Americans, Donald Trump, and it'll come up and then you'll be able to download Because you have to know, you have to read and you have to not pretty much listen to what the media is saying because they have a certain slant that they're doing it in. Not a two-tiered system of justice. Equal justice also means the same rules for Wall Street. Right. So, you know, within the makeup, they were throwing things in, I see, like the, the whole thing about Wall Street. That's cool. Right. Um, we also, okay, so number four, tax reforms create jobs and lift up people and right. communities, right? right? Now, within it, this is what I picked out of it. We will also have tax holidays for inner city investment. Right. A new tax incentive, new tax incentives right. to get foreign companies to relocate right. in blighted American neighborhoods. Yeah. Foreign yeah. companies yeah. to that, that, that that's an alarm. Mm -hmm. That's sending an alarm up to me yeah. because you're talking about tax holidays for inner city investment. Yeah. Who's Doing the who's getting the tax holiday and who is the one doing the investment? Because I know they uh, had talked about like corporations, like um, like the empowerment zones of the nineties, but they're calling them. Who is it something that came else. out? I can't believe I can't remember which dealership, but a car dealership came out to Nevada and they opened up a factory. 
Oh yeah, so you're, you're talking I, about uh, you're talking about Tesla. Okay, and right. See, and then so they're talking about like uh, car factories, whether it's uh, well, Volkswagens or um, who is the um, Mercedes Benz factory, like factories from um, other countries. You know, bringing jobs and opening up the factories in the inner city. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, they have to spell it out a little bit more. But I know okay. in political speak, okay. it has to be more general uh, generalization than okay. actual pinpointing within the writing. Uh, federal uh, disaster uh, designation for blighted communities in order to initiate the rebuilding of vital infrastructure, okay. the demolishing of abandoned properties and the yeah. increased presence of law enforcement. Okay. So that could be regentrification under under a guise of something else yeah. with law enforcement to keep the ones that the community and so I mean you have to look at it now. Okay. You have to look at it. number five. Financial reforms to expand credit to support new job creation. What okay. I got out of this Young African Americans can get credit to pursue their dreams okay. in business and create jobs in their communities. Right. You know, yeah. credit. You know, credit it also can be the doom right. of, of a person too, right? right? It's time for a 21st century glass uh, steagle. <laughs> and as part of that, a priority on helping African American businesses get the credit they need. Right. Social welfare workers to convert property assistance into repairable but uh, forgivable microloans. Okay. Number six, trade that works for American workers. We will put a 35% tax on their product before they ship it back into the United States. That's for companies who leave the United States. Okay. And so he spent, he put the tariffs on, okay. and he also did that with the companies. So this was within the top 10, mm-hmm. or this top 10 list for African Americans, right? So some of it's been plucked out because enough of the leading black and the black leaders and just the community itself did not take time to read it and then go in and sit down because what politics is is sitting down and ironing out and coming to a compromise without being compromised protection from illegal immigration number seven we will restore the civil rights of African Americans, then they said Hispanic Americans and all Americans by ending okay. illegal immigration. Okay. Low income African American uh, workers, mm-hmm. no group has been more economically harmed by decades of illegal immigration than low income African American workers, right? So, I mean, these are things that you need to uh, go into and look through, and we want right. you to go download this. Again, it's the. Um, Printed out the ten point plan for African Americans okay. put together by Trump and the pastors that were being ridiculed, right? Right. Which comes to number eight. Okay. And Pasquale, he called up, right? Yeah. And this is number eight. This is what we're looking at. This is what we're seeing and observing, yeah. right? Number yeah. eight. Black people are waking up to the to, uh, from the trance put okay. on by empty words, the talking heads are no longer effective, okay. and those who were affected by the Obama dream, right. example, Al Sharpton, find their words falling on deaf ears, right? right? So, you know, certain things that Obama said, right. but 
his thing was not for black people. Right? right. And just because he manifests black didn't mean right. I often look at it and I joke and I talk about how he killed or I'm not joking about it, but I often mm -hmm. say yeah. the way he did Gaddafi in Libya. Yeah. Well he's nothing well he's from Kenya and right. his mother was from Kansas okay. and grew up in Hawaii. Right. So he's half a half, he's not ADOS, right. Foundation of Black American right. here in this country and then having mixed lineage. He's from a Kenyan right. and a white woman here in America. So we're looking at a warlord because he did blow and kill things up at the at the behest okay. of Hillary. I mean, so this is true. Yeah. This is true. Number nine. Trump acts on situations which make him appear strong versus Obama, 44, who when faced with obstruction acted genteel right. instead of acting like a strong yeah. man, yeah. right? But if it was a black situation, mm -hmm. but if it was a black situation, Obama could scold the hell out of the yeah, black like people. Like he did Kanye West. And what college did he go to when he scolded, uh, was it Morehouse, I believe? Yeah. And he scolded uh, the students, and this is at a, uh, this was his commencement speech, you right. know, scolding these young we black talking, talking about men. You have to go out here and be responsible fathers, right. and I mean, but you could say that, but you couldn't say that because you know the first people who were leaving people behind right. was the slave masters. They was leaving a lot of kids behind. Right. They didn't. They never took responsibility for that. That's part of what reparations is about. Right. You got to pay for what you did. Right. The European whites, however, when you go through, they claimed their children and gave them, uh, gave them part of their, you know, part of their lands and things like that. They didn't do this here in America. So if you want to go back, let's go back and scold the original deadbeat dads. Mm -hmm. Right? So he could scold and act tough, but when it came to... People who were obstructors, he acted genteel like he and let's work together. And he should have been scolding that man and told him that called him a lie. Right, he should have scolded him right Instead there. Instead of scolding Kanye West, he could have called the sergeant, sergeant in arms, and had him escorted out yeah. of the chamber, and anybody else totally could to go with him. Let them try that with Trump. Uh -uh, that's not going to work. I mean, they can try to applaud and Trump just sits there, right? <laughs> Number two, he sits there and he laughs because he says, you have no power. But they and he shows but they don't tell him, call him a liar. That's true. That's true. Number 10. Okay. Blacks are going to vote within the 35 to 40% margins okay. of poll averaging. Okay. I, this is my prediction on it, okay. right? Blacks are poised to make the jump back to the party of MLK or they are going to the lever, okay. to pull the lever as independents. Okay. That they're going to be leaving the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party is about illegal immigration, which right. immigration, Barbara Jordan told us in the 90s, harms black people. And the party that you have voted for 99% of the time okay. is not for you. Right. And they think that the people who they are going to vote for, right. I mean, who they are helping to come into this country right. will vote for them, but they're going to vote Republican because Republicans right. appear to have everything, right? Wow. 
So that sounds like an abusive relationship. It sounds like an <laughs> abusive relationship. So that's that, that's why that, that's the top ten. But let me add these yeah. few things here. Stock market is going up. Okay. Jobs are up. Gas is only fifty cents higher than when Obama finished his. Obama was at two forty three. Okay, right here. Now, someplace else it could be lower, or right. in California it could have been higher. But right. gas prices are down. Okay. It's at two ninety nine here. Some are two ninety seven. Okay, you know what I mean. So gas prices are low. Okay. People are tired. People are, people are tired and people are trying to get it. Usually people get it under a Republican right. presidency. They usually get it under that because they cut the taxes right. and they do all that. So that's what they're looking at. So people are looking at their pocketbooks. Right. Right. And if the Democrats can't come any better, like I said, we have never, we have never voted Republican ever. Right. But we're looking at this, we're looking at this, but I can't say that I would vote Republican, vote for Donald Trump, because we have some, we have some things to discuss in this, and then next right. week we have T. West coming on. Yeah, and, and he we're has, gonna, his. has his um, uh, African American National Political Agenda, Yes, which, you know, they're sitting down, he's sitting down, yeah. uh, Afro Synergy News and yeah. his organizations are sitting down with Trump and doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to negotiate the right. politics, not put up an embargo and, right. and put up a wall right. unless you're trying to put up a wall to stop discussion, right? So we're going to be talking about that, but it's certain things because I say, I still remember that yeah. the European speaks with forked tongue. Yeah. You know, and so that's where we'll leave that. So that is the top 10 reasons, right? Why Trump is right. going to be reelected? Top ten and, reasons why the Democrats should get their act together. They, they, actually, <laughs> actually, actually, I should relabel it the top ten reasons why the Democrats <laughs> will lose the presidency in twenty twenty. That's how again. That's why. That's why I just said right. But look, okay, people. So now we come to our first review of the night. Right? Yeah. We come through our first review of the night. And, you know, let me put this down right here. Bring this up right here. So we're, we're on our first review of the night. Oh, yeah. Right? The Grudge. Which is The Grudge. We have two reviews tonight. We have The Grudge and Little Women. But well, we're going to start with The Grudge. Okay. Right. The Grudge. Okay. I want to just tell you unequivocally yeah. to the point it's trash Excuse the grudge is trash save your money okay. I laughed at the end and when I laughed the rest of the audience started laughing it was it was a laugh fest especially at the end what happens at the end well how you laughing and then it, it, it cuts to the front of the house and then they roll the credits and you sitting there like waiting what? for more and then I and then they play the music and, and stuff you hear some screaming then it stops then they roll the credits and you hear the music and then I'm like <laughs> and everybody else started laughing because that was the reaction you get yeah. it is in my opinion the film review opinion trash yeah. I laughed at the end a bunch of jump horror scenes 
yeah. uh, scenes that'll make you jump yeah. in your seats, but after a while that stopped working because right. you know, not that that's old, but their film, but their film make uh, the filmmakers relied on that trope too much. <laughs> a lot. I mean, because every time they showed the tub, you knew that something so, was coming out of something it. was coming out of it. Right. Tired. It wouldn't be wise to say it was made for the Generation Zers, right. right? Now, this is supposed to be a horror film. Right. It's, it's, not, it's not wise to say it was made for them or the Millennials, right? right? Because the classic horror plays on TV, so they see what good horror is. Right. It relied on the hand in the hair yeah. Which the original oh, grudge had done that. They relied on the hand and right. the hair. So many other films are starting to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and they do it better. Right. I, I thought the only way that that would be more horrifying is the whole arm hung out <laughs> of the back of his right. head. And he was like, what? Right. I, you know, that's the only way that works. expected now in the horror film. Yeah, in, in the shower scene. It's expected. Now, yeah. if somebody, now, if the grudge had come in there and pulled the thing back and went, oh, and disintegrated them or something, then we'll be oh man, that's okay. a cross between Hitchcock and right. the grudge. Okay, that's new, but just having the hand come out, that that wasn't scary. <laughs> it was slow. Very. Slower than the original yeah. grudge, which had you not only jumping, right. but feeling your spine tingling. Yeah. The original yeah. was as great as the ring. Now right. the ring yeah. The original ring, it had night. It had people having nightmares. <laughs> Who remembers the ring? That had people having nightmares. I know we were sitting up like, come. Home, we came home and we were sitting there and we were laying in there. I'm thinking about the grudge all night. I couldn't get a good night's sleep. <laughs> I mean, not the grudge, but the ring. The ring yeah. I mean, it was I said, why come he just didn't kick him back into the TV? Now, that, that cannot work. You need to come with something else because that's been seen, yeah. heard, recognized, and appreciated, right? Now, the cast. Yeah. Andrea uh, uh, Risebro, right. that's her name. Andrea Risebro, right. Detective Muldoon, that's who right. she played. Joe Chow, right. Peter Spencer, Betty... Glippin, right. Nina Spencer, right. uh, Damien Bitcher, uh, Goodman, okay. uh, Junko Bailey is the Kayoko Ghost, right. uh, Lynn Shy, uh, Faith, I can't read my writing because it's so small now, and it's got good, good, um, she did the thing in there where she was cutting off her fingers. We've seen that before. That that that, that one. Tara yeah. Westwood, uh, Fauna, Fauna Landers, David L. Brown, yeah. uh, Sean Landers, right. Zoe Fish, right. uh, Melinda Landers. Right. Now, Joe, yeah. I mean, uh, Zoe Fish. That's Zoe the little Fish. girl. The little girl. Okay. The little girl is. Stand out in her, her acting. Yeah, she did. She delivers she did. that standing there she with did. that deadpan <laughs> stare, yeah. and then the different things that was happening to her, like, yeah. like well, you just have to see you that know who if you stood out see to? Who? Uh, Jackie Weaver. 
Oh yes, Jacob Weaver as the <laughs> as the uh, term life ender, as, as well as comic relief. Yeah, her face was like told it classic. all. Her acting was great. The the film is a non-linear a linear film. It cuts right. between two thousand four and two thousand seven. Non-linear right. filmmaking, like I said before, Zoe Fish, uh, standout. The little girl can act, right? Rating for the Grudge 2020. Rating, what's your rating? What's your rating for the Grudge? Um, although Jackie Weaver did an excellent job. And the little girl will stand out. And the little girl. Um, I would give it maybe, what the? Maybe a. A three. Oh, you were kinder than me because after I went through everything, I, I almost went it, four. But no, no. After I went through everything, I gave it a two. Okay. It is not a horror movie, right? And, you know, like when you when you're used to seeing um, movies like Halloween, and every time they come out, they seem to top themselves. There was right. the Rob Zombie versions right. that were just really brutal, right. and then this last one came out. Yeah. Other than getting over the fact that this man still has superhuman strength. And he's at least 60 or 70 oh. under the mask, right? Yeah. Other than that, yeah. it is believable what he did. Right. And it was like, oh my... It's more like a trip fest. Right. This was not enjoyable, though, as a trip fest, no. right? You see two different ghosts. You see the you see the ghosts. I want to show you something. I mean, what are we showing? And it took a while for the story to kick off. To right? even kick. And then they tried to make it like a suspense. So like a suspense type. I mean, it was just crazy. It was just... Not a horror film. Not a horror film. So that's a two. So that's uh, that. Now we move to yes. a movie of substance. Yes. Up for Golden Globe Awards. Yes. And we believe right. it will see Oscars. We're talking about Little Women. Yes. Classic. Writer, director, director Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Uh, writer, original writer of the book, Louise May Alcott. Mm-hmm. You know, it's based on the book. Starring Saoirse Rowan as Joe March. Right. Also, you can see her in Queen of Scots. Yeah. Right. Right. Queen of Scots. Now, this now she's she's a uh, Irish American that has dual citizenship. Yeah. Still in Ireland, you know, she was born here, right. and then they go back and forth between here and Ireland. She was right. born in the Bronx. Yeah, that's what it's saying. In the Bronx, New York, people, right? So they go back and forth. There is no reason for her ever to be racist. There's no reason for ever to be racist, ever, ever, ever. Not that never, she never. said anything. No, not, not that she said anything, no. but there's no need for her to be racist. I hope her handlers and she hears this. There's no need for her to be racist because people are liking her of all different groups of people, right? So she's good, right? right? And then we have Emma Watson as uh, Meg March. Right. And who else do we have? Um, Timothy, is it Chalamet? Um, plays Lori from mm-hmm. the film with Beautiful Boy. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Florence Pugh, okay. Amy March. Yeah, she did Lori. really good. She was standout too. She's breakthrough. Yeah. She's breakthrough on yeah. this role. Yeah. She should get supporting actress. actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Merle Street did a great job. Excellent job. Yeah, as, as Aunt March. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Lissa. Is it Scallon? Yeah, I can't even read my own writing. Yeah. Uh, Lord, Beth, oh, Beth March. 
Beth Marsh. Yeah, she played Beth mm -hmm. Marsh. And then Laura Dern, she did an excellent job too. Marmee March. Yeah, right? the mother. Bob or Denkirk as Father March. Yeah, he did really good. Right, coming right. back home from the war. Right. Right. If you haven't seen Merle Street, what makes her the greatest actor? You got to see the laundromat. That's yeah. one. Uh, what is that on uh, uh, Netflix? Netflix. You have to see that. Okay, Little Women, a story of four girls coming of age during the Civil War and how the change with diverging interests affect their relationships in and out of the family, right? Now, I, I didn't get a chance to research if the theme in the book was uh, was the Confederate soldiers because most of those books written back then had a slant towards the Confederate soldier, right. but this version... Right has the slant towards the Union Army, right? right? And so I, I would have to go back and research. That's the one thing that I didn't research and we right. have to find that out. Right. Rowan's uh, Joe March is the writer of the family and we see as the story opens her selling her first work to a publisher. And the film moves from there, from from the cinematography of her running in the street with the tracking shots, right. it keeps your interest and it moves to the family. Yeah. But the cinematography is a 10, the yeah. costuming is a 10, right. the plot through line is a 10, right. non-linear, right. right? Right. Dialogue is a 10, right. acting, there were tears falling, right. 10, location set design, 10, right. lighting right. was and is a 10. What would you rate it overall? Overall, sitting in the theater, first of all, it was a nice crowd. Nice right? crowd. Yeah, nice crowd for it. And um, it was like really the last two days of it, right? <laughs> yeah, was, people, but it's going to go back into the theater once it gets once its uh, Golden Globes and right. things, right? And so growing up, you know, learning, you know, knowing about the book and Seeing the various versions of films, you know, on Turner Movie Classics, American Movie Classics, you know, they, every year you see Little Women, and but and I've seen those films right on television, but the, this version, wow, they did a really great job. I felt it's universal because well, you said the same thing too. Like seeing that, watching that film reminded me of. Uh, First of all, it's a family full of women, right? So you see um, them growing together from girls to, to, from little women to actual women, right? Right, right. And then so having, you know, a sister and tons of female cousins and um, a close friend who is like a sister, you know, she's practically my sister. And just growing up in that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. That film reminded me of the relationships that I have with the women in my life, right? So they did an excellent job because it's like the 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 issues that they dealt with are the issues that we as women deal with today. Mm -hmm. So they did a, they did a great job with that, and then I love that within that world, it was the actual truth. It was um, multicultural. Right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you see tons of black people, you know, in the film, mm -hmm. as well as like other groups of people, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we talked about too how your mom read the book. Right. And it was younger. one of her favorite books. Right. Right. And, and so um, speaking of that, I spoke to a 
two white women, uh, one was older than the other, they were both older, right. who saw the film at the same right. time we did, and I asked how they liked the film. Right. The older woman said, uh, she. one woman said she hadn't read the book, the other said mm -hmm. she did read the book, mm -hmm. and she uh, She said she didn't like the non, she didn't know what it was, but right. it's called non-linear storytelling, right. where it jumped from the woman basically it was flashbacks in her mind yeah. of what had happened while they were young right, right? it starts out as she she's an adult and then right. it goes back to flashing back right. to introduce you to each character beautifully right. done. done but in yeah. books it's straight linear it goes from right. beginning to end so she didn't quite dig that but she liked the film and she also informed me that many of the women's issues that is in the film right. is not in the book. Not in the book mm -hmm. that it plays differently in the book. Okay. And I told, I asked her. I said, so they did that for this era that we're in right. now with women, me too, and all. And she right. was like, yes. Right. So I mean, that was a good experience to hear from someone who right. read the book. Right. You know, like my mom read the book. She loved the book, right? Yeah. Uh, Little Women. So, do you think, like, as a man, because when I watched the film, because mm -hmm. um, the audience was was um, multicultural and you had tons of men and women, right? So I would think, like, as a man. Men could, I believe, could relate to the relationships of the sisters as well because it was about um, uh, closeness amongst the family. It was about community. Um, it was about um, relationships amongst siblings as well as the relationships with, you know, your parents and friendships. It, like, had it all. Mm -hmm. It had uh, with betrayal. It had... Um, Romance, love, it had um, Scarlet Fever. Yeah, I mean, so it, it did, I mean, it was a combination of everything. It had everything. But yeah. I would think, like, as a. It didn't have rape in it, though. So that, that, so was, that was good. good. That was good. But I would think, like, even as a man, I think a man, well, because there was plenty of men in the theater who enjoyed the film. Mm -hmm. But men, I would believe, could see themselves in their relationships with, with like, their brothers. With brothers and uncles and fathers and friends. Because the film is really about relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And they did like a, an excellent job. So what would you Excellent rate? job. I would definitely give it a 10 because of, well, first of all, the acting is superb, right? And um, the, just, it's a period piece. So, but the clothing and the jewelry, the, 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 Superb, right? It was so stylish, right? And and it just looked it looked really nice, really really polished. Like um, they captured like everything that was like like in the book or like in the previous films that had been done over the years. Like the way they captured like the the food, the setup of everything in the home, like outside the home. You know, um, they captured the time period beautifully mm -hmm. just well done visually beautiful like outside mm -hmm. um coming from the Mia West mm -hmm. you know Seeing you see the, the change of the seasons trees. and the beautiful trees and the colors and the fall and everything like they captured all of that in the film as well so it's just beautiful um it was just well done the music was well placed mm -hmm. um definitely a 10 and I would see the movie again because it's a really 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 good film yeah, it is a 10, people. Yeah. So it is worth seeing. You will enjoy it. 
That is Little Women. Now, people, we have a new segment because, you know, 2020 is a lot of movies coming out, right? A lot of new movies coming out. So we're getting ready to break through and check out some of the new trailers that are happening, right? Right. Some of the new trailers are happening. And so we're going to go on ahead. We're going to check this out. We're going to go through and we're going to talk about the various trailers. Now, this first one is called Briar Patch, right? Okay. And so we're going to go through it and check it out. So as Briar Patch uh, kicks off, it's starring Dawson, Rosario yeah, Dawson. Rosario Dawson. That's right. So as you see, this this trailer. What's so good about this trailer? First of all, it tells you that it's a it's a, a winner of a, a film festival, right? And then it really sets up what's getting ready to happen in the story that you're going to be watching you know that's what that's what i like about i believe this is going to be on is it usa usa that's exactly right and we like to say that you know uh under uh federal law you can use segments out of film for critique and that's exactly what we're doing right now with this and you, as you see we have the fbi with the description of it so we shouldn't have any more difficulty after that so this right here it it really lays out so pretty much the story is about her trying to find out who killed her sister and along within that process she's going to meet a whole bunch of different cast of characters some friends some foe so it's going to be the the hero's journey and she's also returning right and if you know the story of Br'er Rabbit and the Tar Baby and there was Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear and uh, Br'er Fox have been trying to catch Br'er Rabbit all the time so they constructed this Tar Baby right and so Br'er Rabbit is happy and I say how you doing neighbor and the and the Tar baby is just sitting there, so he keeps saying, "How you do?" He said, "If you don't say how you doing, I'll punch you on your face." So he punches this. Now people feel that that is racist because the tar baby looks like a black baby, so it's called Briar Patch because they don't realize that she actually comes from this city, and it's going to be on USA, right? And that's the whole metaphor. That's why it's called Briar Patch, right? So this one right here that's coming up next it's going to be on stars, AMC, huh? the, on AMC, and it stars uh, Andre Bentry, right? He's one of the uh, people that they hire, one of the scientists that they hire, right? And so it's uh, another one that's beautifully laid out. It lets you see, and it gives you um, anticipation, right? Anticipation on what is going to happen, and the name of the show is Dispatches from Elsewhere. You we'll have to watch that because right. most of us know him as Andre Three Thousand from Outcast. Right. Now this right here, people. Oh, Fifty Cent. That's right, Fifty Cent. Right, has this piece on, and this this is a cartoon that has been getting traction. It's called The Trill League, and Fifty Cent is bringing it to television. Cartoon. 
beautifully done. Now, this is another 50 Cent production coming on ABC, right? It's called For Life, okay. right? And um, it's about a man who is wrongly convicted of a crime. And he finds a loophole in the law so that he can practice the law to not only free people who deserve to be innocent, but also find a way to free himself. So it's beautifully set up. It shows you the dynamic of, through flashback, that he had a beautiful life, and then somehow something is planted on him in a club, if that's how the story goes. And he has to find his way back home because there's a dramatic need so within this trailer right here, it tells you what happens to him, and it tells you his dramatic need to do what he does, right? Beautifully laid out. It's, it's, uh, it's just great. And then you see the corrupt prosecutors who were trying to find a way to put a quote-unquote monkey wrench into, the, into his works to stop him from being uh, successful to find himself free. For whatever reason it is, most likely they have something to do with the coca that he was found with. And they want to uh, make sure that he stays the fall guy. I'm, I'm almost sure of it as I look at it, right? So this is a uh, good show. Yeah, it's going it's going to be a good show on ABC. Speaking of 50 Cent, we'll be watching what? Power tonight. Yeah, we'll be Power's watching Power back. tonight, right? Some people put some spoilers up, but we won't even talk about that because it's going to see it, right? So, again, this one is called For Life. Uh, for Life. Yes. That's right. And so he's doing what he does for life because he's in for life. Right. And so he's going to find his way out to live while helping his others life while yeah. helping others go oh. live your life on abc that's right it's a good one yeah yeah all life abc tuesdays all right people so this next one sent chills down my spine <laughs> this is jennifer hudson people and she is playing the queen of soul yes. in a biopic called A Little Respect. Oh, we're off on timing, but you get it. That's what it's called, and it's coming. It's coming. They said it's coming in October, right? October 2020. Respect. So you definitely have to definitely support this one in theaters 2020. Okay, now people. This one is coming up soon. We may be reviewing this if I believe. We might be reviewing it sooner than we think. Maybe in a week or two. Because I believe it's January 11th. The 11th it comes out? The 11th? Okay, I thought it was 17th. But either way, people. Bad Boys 3. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The first trailer they put out on this last year, we were like, uh, I don't know. But the new trailer they put out, I guess they were putting out something to tease people, You're right, right? January 17th. Right, so they were putting out uh, a trailer to tease people, and it was kind of flat, we thought, in the theater. I said, you know, they're going to have to come with a new trailer. With this new trailer? With this new trailer? Lots better. With the action and the introducing you to where they are now, right? right? And it introduces you, introduce you to the new team. Right. 
you know, that they are reluctant to work with because they look like a boy band plus a girl. Right? So, I mean, it, it, it's well put together. It has the right temperature in it uh, with the right comedy because I thought the whole thing about we're black and we're police officers, I thought that fell flat. That always falls flat in the theater. Everybody just sits there, but then there's another scene that comes after it that's more funny. Especially the closing scene when he talks about the car. Yeah. Right? Which is coming up right now. The audience right? is laughing. The audience laughed at that, but they don't pretty much laugh at the other one. It falls flat. And hopefully that's just the cut of it for the trailer, but when you see it, it has more context and then people will laugh. Yep. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Right. Yeah. I wonder if uh, if uh, what's her name is going to make an appearance in here as the sister again. Oh, Gabrielle. Yeah, Gabrielle Union. She's going to make an appearance. She should have family. Yeah. Maybe they'll have her husband be doing the way he'll cameo, and then they'll be like, oh, you have a you, you married and stuff, <laughs> and then she won't be doing Google eyes to Will anymore because she's fully married. So you know, yeah, these uh trailers are good. Bad yeah. Boys for Life. Yes. Just like uh, for life. So remember that people. For life is a term. Right? She always knows. Alright people. Now this. The Gentleman. This is coming out soon. I believe it's the 20 something of January. I could be wrong about that. But this is Matthew McConaughey. Now, for those who haven't seen Matthew McConaughey in film, I don't know why you wouldn't. But uh, the Lincoln Lawyer, great film. That was an independent uh, he financed Dallas Buyers Club. Well worth seeing. But this film is going to be one of these ensemble cast films. And I'm glad that it is focused on dealing with another group of people other than black people as the fall people, as the fall guys. You know, you know, we're moving, we're moving on up in, in uh, film, right? Director Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie, right? He makes really great. Films. He makes great films, right? The, the, the angles on this, the cinematography is great. Showing from P, using these POVs, showing using POVs from the person in the trunk. January 24th, I was right, right? All right, people, this right here. Antebellum. Starring none other than, what's her name? Janelle Monet. It's from the makers of uh, Get Out and Us. And it's some kind of dimensional trip yeah. where she's a, a successful person and they go, I don't know what city they're in, it's not for sure telling you, but somewhere in the south and somehow wires get crossed and she gets thrown into this other dimension where she is in antebellum slavery era and she's got to figure her way out of this. That would be horrifying, and especially in the times that we are in right now, it is something, 2020, right? All right, this, people. <clears throat> this right here, people, is a rework of a classic that used to come on television and in reruns. It used to come on ABC, then it came on in reruns. This is a remake of a film called... Fantasy Island, and you see who it is produced by 
Bloom House, which is the horror house. Get out at Halloween, right? So now look. Apparently, Fantasy Island was one of my favorite shows. Favorite show. So this right here is a twist on a on a classic and a favorite, right? A huge twist. A huge twist, right? So as you watch this, you start to see some things like like this guy. He says he's Mr. Work, right? But then you see the assistant, which will be, I guess, Tattoo, she seems to be doing more of the speaking like Mr. Wolf would to the guests. And you see this, right? And so you start to see, look, So as she's talking, she tells you what's going on. Your life is going to change forever. Something like that, she said, right? And she's like Mr. Rourke right here. Yes. As she walks out the scene. But as you see, these fantasies come to life. And I guess people are more vindictive because, you know, back in the day on Fantasy Island, they wanted to find their lost love or wanted to correct the wrong that happened while they were on the battlefield or something. But this right here seems to be something where they're trying to really put some kick butt on there and they don't really realize that this is going to come to full fruition and it looks like it's going to be a battle for survival type thing. Michael Pena is playing Mr. Rourke uh -huh. and uh, Parisa Fitzhenley is playing Tessie. Right. So this, this, this right here, this Fantasy Island is not your grandparents' Fantasy Island. Right? This, this is something new and and thus, people who like Fantasy Island, like we did, we're definitely out. It's a Fantasy Island or a remix. It's a remix. Fantasy <laughs> Island. That's Horror right. film style. Horror film, right. Right. Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Right. All right, people. Now, this one, people have been waiting for this since Suicide Squad. All right. I believe it's, yes. Yeah. Since Suicide Squad. Yeah. And this one is called Birds of Prey. It's a Harley Quinn film. She broke up with the Joker. And she's found out that there is a bunch of female people, a bunch of female women who are tired of being abused and taken advantage of. And they become, the, from what I can tell, the birds of prey. Right, starring Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Guess who Margot Robbie Got her well. She's been in other films, but her real big break came with Will Smith. Right. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a really great film. All right. And so, Marvel Robbie is in this. Journey Smollett is also. Yeah, yeah, in she's, the film. she's in the film. Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. Yeah. So I mean, this is uh, going to be a great piece to watch. Even um, even McGregor. You and McGregor. You and McGregor. You and yeah. McGregor. Yeah. He's gonna be in it, so he's he's playing the villain, I suppose. Her her her, because she's a villain too, though. But he he's the antagonist of her protagonist, because she's the star of this picture. Stephen Williams is also in it. He Stephen played the lieutenant on Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street, the original Twenty One Jump Street. All right. So for all the people who are looking for something that makes sense for a powerful female lead in this time of Me Too and Times Up. This is believable and totally, I, I believe, right? 
and it's such a great character. This, this I'm sure it's gonna funny. be funny because her character is hilarious. Yeah, this is funny, right? Here. Yeah, yeah. So it's worth seeing. February 2020. She did great in Suicide Squad. So. I'm required to now this one right here, people is going to be a suspense thriller horror type film and it is called the invisible man and what it is is this guy is rich but he's somewhat uh, but oh and his woman wants to get away from him so somehow he seems to by the trailer make yourself invisible well fake his own death and tells her that she can have five point something million dollars if she can prove herself not to be uh, mentally capable to have the money not be insane and so he's somehow found a way to be invisible and all of this is happening and we have to see her come through it uh, mentally unscathed to be able to take this money home so she has to find a way it looks like so this is going to be a good suspense horror film it's going to be some uh, more gore because you they pretty much are setting up the story for you so it's no mystery except for he's not the invisible man of old that was out to right the wrong of his someone trying to kill him this is definitely another remix <laughs> this is definitely a remix where he is out villain. to be a villain to uh, kill the or, or try to make insane the woman who he professed to love at one time or another, right? So I mean, it's it's, it's real interesting stuff going on here. We have real stalker. He is a stalker. Yes, he is, right? So. All these trailers. You know what, that movie reminds me of the lyrics in that police song that I'll be watching. Oh, every step you face. It's February, right? Yeah. So all this is coming out in February during Black History Month. I guess they're making it Black Horror Suspense Month too, right? So it's it's really something, right? So as we come up to the end next week, we're gonna have more trailers to watch, right? Because we're coming down to the end of the show and we have to wrap it up, right? So we want to let you know that we have enjoyed producing this show for you tonight. We had a call-in. We had the trailers. We talked about the top 10 reasons why Trump is going to be reelected. We hit all that. And in the closing moments of the show, people, as we close down, as we finish, right? Before we wrap up in The Invisible Man, uh -huh. Aldous Hodge from Straight Outta Compton, who Straight played, Compton. who was his character? He was, was it Ren? Yeah, no, yes, he was MC Ren. Yeah. Yes, he He's was. also starring in The Invisible Man also. But tonight was a great show. Great show. Listen, people. Yeah. We want to let you know that maybe we, we can show the rest of the uh, trailers next, next week. weekend. Right, uh-huh. So listen, people, we have the only $10 TFR ad special where you're actually able to come on, be interviewed, talk about your product. We review your film, review your product, review your book, talk to you. You are seen, heard, recognized. You get a brand new audience. We're seen on Spotify, right. Apple Podcasts, right. uh, Google Play, right. and uh, iHeartRadio. 
Podcast Addict. We're on YouTube, right. Vimeo. Make sure that you ring the bell right. and you subscribe to YouTube right, right now. Right. Ring the bell, subscribe to YouTube, right. push the like button, right. say the film review is what we like. Every time we watch us on any of our platforms right. or listen to us, give the thumbs up, subscribe to the show, and we will make sure that you are seen, heard, recognized, yes. and appreciated right here on this platform the film review. Right. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Crazy. And we review movies, yes. music, culture, politics, and society. Right. And we will see you next week. Yes, we will see you next week on the film review. Re, 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 where am I? Where, where, where am I? There we go. <laughs> Film Review? Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society, podcast, interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey, everybody. This is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the Film Review.